This week on The Stack, we break down all the big updates from Google Marketing Live. We bring a, a really cool article about um, sort of pumping some life back into your SEO efforts once things have started to plateau. And a little update from Facebook. Yeah, so uh, so we got some cool a cool little update about us this week, right? Yes. Yeah, um, I'm getting a haircut. In the <laughs> <weekend>. <laughs> We've talked about your haircut a few times on the show. We right? have. I just keep forgetting. Last time Tim got a haircut, it was inbound 2018. It was my last haircut. Oh my god, was it really? My last haircut really was, was the week before inbound. So that was September. It was of, in September of 2018. Yeah. My hair is the longest that it has ever been. Why no haircut? Is it just because you're lazy? It, there, it is <laughs> honestly a mix of that, and I just really hate haircuts. Fair enough. Well, let's talk Do about you the real, like an emotional connection to to my hair, to last year's hair. <laughs> uh, no, um, but it's definitely getting a little wild. So it's it's gotta it's gotta happen. The real update. The real update. <laughs> Sean, would you care to share? Yeah. So um, we are a finalist in the Search Engine Land Awards, which is really really neat. Um, this is like the award show for geeks. Um, Yeah. Of SEO. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. In the SEO world, uh, this is, uh, I don't know of any other really big award shows ish awards period. Yeah. I don't know. There's some smaller things here and there, but this is the one that feels semi established. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but it's hosted by the folks who run search engine land.com, which is one of the biggest, publications in search and has been for a very long time. We've mentioned them a couple of times on the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Many times. I think we may have an article or two from their, their site today as well, but um, very competitive, a lot of great agencies, a lot of great, great brands there on the finalist list. So we know we were up uh, against some steep competition and you know, whether we win or not, I think it's really cool to be considered a finalist. And, and this is for some work that we've done with one of our clients. And I don't want to kind of share too much about our, um, you know, the specific project that got us nominated. But the one thing I will say as a takeaway for everybody, I think something that really contributed to the success of that project where they've seen like massive, massive traffic growth, uh, pretty consistently going on two years now, um, is that they are just as committed to the process as we are and they take it seriously. And, you know, we are doing everything you were supposed to do, um, to grow traffic. Uh, it's a mix of technical SEO, link building, content creation, and like a very strategic, thoughtful way. So it's really a cool case study on doing it right. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, Tim's going to be uh, headed out to the show. Uh, to- I, I did some research about the show. It is being catered by Wolfgang Puck. Um, <laughs> is it really? A, that's the highlight of what I learned. Um, I should probably do some more research. But yeah, that's that's what... All right. Caught my attention so far. <laughs> so if you're in Seattle and uh, listening, uh, you should meet up with Tim. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll keep you guys posted. Maybe I feel we'll, like I know someone out there. Maybe we'll win. Who. Maybe we won't. But uh, we'll find out in like two weeks' time. So one way or another, we'll claim that we won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there'll be a blog post about rigged. how we won or how we almost won. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. A little news about us, and then also. I'm kind of excited because we're working on a, a new office space, uh, which we're going to be using primarily for podcasting and for video. And yeah. that's that's getting closer and closer to being complete. So. We haven't settled on a name for that yet, have we? 
I, I personally, I am a big fan. No one likes it, but I'm a big fan of the pepper mill. Nope. Um, Veto. Pe- pepper pod. <laughs> pepper pod. Pepper pod. But it's, yeah, it's more or less, it's going to be, a, it's going to be the Pepperland studio. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're pumped about it. And we get the flooring put in today. We almost finished the painting, but. And then I threw out all the rollers we had to the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. yeah do so, dumpster diving. Yes. He, and that's true. He actually, he took all of our painting materials and, and threw, threw them in the dumpster. Well, to be fair, Sean did put them in a trash bag, so. <laughs> This is why we need new interns for the, for the dumpster diving <laughs> yeah, tasks. Yeah. Tim kids, Tim kids. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is your first time tuning in. Uh, each week we kind of highlight usually about three or four different articles that really caught our attention. And that could be like big updates from um, some SaaS companies or one of these tech giants or uh, more tactical stuff. And we've got a good blend of uh, both this week. Um, last week we spent a lot of time, uh, walking through the updates coming out of Google IO. Mm. Um, the following week, Google had their, uh, marketing, Google marketing live yeah. yep. event conference, whatever you want to call it. But this event is really where they make all the big announcements on the, the paid side. So what are some new ways you could spend some money with Google? And, um, and I mean, some pretty interesting new developments. Yeah, there is. So we've got a, um, a, there's many roundups up there of, what happened. We're not going to try to go through all of the major updates, um, but we we're we're going to link to one that comes directly from the Google ads blog in the show notes. So definitely check out this link uh, to see some of the images and examples that are included. But um, the headline is Google marketing live building for the new customer journey. You know, it's nothing really special there. They're always saying how the journey's changing and all that. Um, what they announced a number of things. Um, I think the thing that I'm, most intrigued by is a new ad format called the, uh, is it called discovery ads or yeah, discovery, yeah, discover ads. ads. Yeah. Um, so <clears> Google <throat> discover, which we've talked about in the past is like a news feed like experience mm-hmm. on the Google home screen. Um, I know it's on the Google app. I don't know if it actually it, is. Well, it's, it's in Chrome. It's if you a, just open a new tab. Okay. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's in your search console too. Yeah. So if you're, if you're um, an SEO or a marketer and you're in Google search console, you're going to see a new report in performance showing you how often your content is showing up in Discover. So it's gaining momentum, or at least they want us to believe it's gaining momentum. Um, and of course, they're going to open that up to their advertisers now. And um, I thought it's interesting because it's it sort of gives you some of the cool things that you get with, say, Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads. Um, you know, the ad format looks like a social posting almost. Um and it could be a really interesting new distribution channel, you know, for content offers or, you know, events or, you know, content that you want to promote. Although there are examples that they gave at the conference focused pretty heavily on the retail application. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting because it's, so it's, if you, if you know what discover is, it's, it's someone finding content that they weren't actively looking for based on their past history. So the, the idea of these ads sort of serve it, serve, serves as serving (laughs) serving up these these yeah these tim can't talk i can't talk the idea of discover serving up these ads as you know a discovery is interesting and i wonder i wonder if people are going to be more or less primed to actually um click through they kind of talked about that in in this article i think a little bit i didn't read it so, so, so Google Google's saying basically we're meeting them when they are most likely to 
explore other content. So they're going to, in, in theory, they are going to be more likely to click through on yeah, they, random they, they stuff. They know what you were searching for this yeah. morning and what, yeah. what websites you were browsing exactly. last cool. night and what you're watching on YouTube and what you're whispering to your Google home while you were home by yourself. Those sweet nothings. <laughs> hey Google, <laughs> shut up. Uh, yeah. So they, they know a lot about you. Is it accurate? We'll Probably. see. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's pretty accurate. I mean, I've tested it to see what it suggests to yeah, me. Yeah, no, I, I when when I, I I every night I check my Google Discover. Really? I, I do. never Google, do. I'm curious. Like sometimes it gives me some really interesting stuff. Sometimes it does give me some weird. I, I've been seeing a lot about Paula Dean lately, and I have no idea <laughs> why. Because I do it's, not search for. Well, Paula are you Dean. sharing a Google Home? device with others and like uh, using it for actually like, my book or something right what, she, yeah she's yeah. The, that so is she looking up recipes maybe, maybe? actually maybe <laughs> actually it'd be kind of funny if my mom's skewing my uh, discover ads <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably um but uh two things you could kind of check now to get a feel for how accurate this is going to be um you could either look at your personal activity to see what google thinks about you uh, it, there's a way to get into your settings and, and basically get a feel for what Google thinks your interests are and what you're in the market for. Now, if you want to get a feel for what your customers are in the market for, um, provided you've enabled this, you can go into Google Analytics um, and actually uh, get a list of the in-markets uh, report. Um, it shows you the, the markets that your vis website visitors are in. So are they looking for hats? Are they looking for... Gloves. Sports equipment, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, lawn mowers. I thought you were referencing the dumpster. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, um, you know, it, that's the type of data that you'll have available for your, like, targeting purposes. Um, they're just rolling this out, so it's only going to get refined over time. But I think it's coming later this year. Later in the year, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. The other thing um, that I didn't really pay too close attention to, just because we don't do a ton of work in the, the retail space, is they, they seem to be kind of taking on Amazon a little bit more. They want to have this more Which like they will fail. Yeah, this is probably this is like home screen experience for their uh their shopping platform. And uh, I think a lot of the new ad features were more connected to like retail and using shopping ads and things Do like that. Do you think Amazon is afraid? No, not at all. Not at all. I bought a book that I remembered buying at my uh either kindergarten or first grade book fair <laughs> the other day. It was Goofy Goes Camping. Oh, that sweet. Fun. Yeah. Yes. I found it on Amazon. I think it's arriving today. I'm pretty excited about it. So, I can Google do that? I think not. I bet they could. No, they probably could. Yeah, they probably, probably could. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll, <clears throat> maybe they'll, I think this is more likely to cut into the smaller retailers than it is going to cut in directly to Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Because now they're saying, okay, smaller retailers, you have no choice, but which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. But um, then the other thing they announced was some new bidding strategies that is more, it, yeah. you, you're able, basically able, able, it's able, you're able to customize your advertising approach in a much more granular way now, which is a good thing. Yeah. So I like, they, I think we, we just got, we talked about this a little bit um, last week that they're launching also uh, later this year. It's not live yet. The gallery ads function. Yeah. Um, I saw that just, real quick somewhere. I can't remember. It just, it, it extra visual driven, you know? Yeah. So here, this is not in the article, but here's some thoughts connected to all this. Um, for some markets, some industries, like it is so saturated that 
in order to have any chance of being competitive and you know improving your numbers, you have to look to these new ad formats and constantly be experimenting with new things to see what's going to work for you. But there's a whole lot of industries where people are still clueless and they're like 10 years behind the curve and they're, they're, they don't have their Google My Business listing registered. They're not doing any SEO yeah. work. They, they, there's none of your competitors are doing any search ads. So you still could be really, really successful with just that plain old boring traditional search ad. So, you know, again, depending on your space and what your competition looks like and what you're currently doing, it may make a lot of sense to look at these new formats and kind of be a first mover for others. Just stick with the basics first and master that. And then you can look at these interesting things. Cause I, I think all these new features just confuses the hell out of most businesses. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's, there's going to leave a lot of wasted money. Yeah. So good times. Uh, moving on. We got a few <laughs> other updates from Google land. Uh, there's nothing to do with advertising. This is more connected to SEO and some of the things we covered last week. One of the big announcements last week coming out of IO is that uh, Google bot was now quote unquote evergreen and uh, was current basically. So the way that Google <laughs> renders content is um, on par with what your own browser could do, at least close to it. And their goal moving forward is, is they support new functionality and add new features to the Chrome that we all use. That's, you know, Google bot is going to function in a similar way. I'm oversimplifying it, but that's like the idea behind it. Um, so with that, there's some new things that suddenly work. Well, I'd say old things that didn't work in the past, that <laughs> newly work. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to get into the specifics here, but one update was that Googlebot now renders indexes Ajax style dynamic content driven by XHR post. Ah, yes. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you have no idea what that is, don't bother reading the link. Just send it to your local developer <laughs> um, because it is a pretty technical roundup. I've got the link in the show notes um, connected to that. And I, I don't know if this was like a follow-up uh, comment or reply on Twitter to that announcement was uh, somebody on the Google team said that post requests use more crawl budget than get requests. Again, it's really kind of geeky, but simplify it a little bit. There is this concept of crawl budget. Have you guys heard this? Yeah. 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 A couple times. <laughs> yeah, maybe. A little bit. <laughs> um, so Jeez. as Google, I think I imagine all the search engines, this concept applies, but certainly with Google, as it crawls the website, it's only going to, devote so much time and effort and resources to crawling your content. Eventually it's going to say, okay, I've got enough. I'm out of here. So, um, we think of websites as being like a page, right? Like a homepage category page, a product page or a contact us page or an about us page. Mm -hmm. And like the page is the URL, but in, and that factors like you know, your crawl budget is used towards that. So let's say you get a crawl budget of 1,000 URLs and as it crawls through your homepage, your category pages, your products, that budget is quickly being eliminated. We have to remember that it's also downloading images, JavaScript, CSS files, right? Like all of those things are actually URLs that Google has to crawl and that is coming from your crawl budget as well. So if you have like a very complex website where there's multiple requests and tons of different files have to get downloaded, that's eating away from your crawl budget, right? And this is like a super specific example of post versus, you know, 
get requests and which one is going to use up more of that crawl budget. They're saying that the post requests happen to use more. So uh, it's something to, to keep in mind if you're wondering why Google isn't crawling all this great new content you've published, you may have a crawl budget problem. The other one uh, is that they updated their quality reader guidelines. And uh, I don't know, I read it. I wasn't all that intrigued by the the changes, but the, the quality reader guidelines is a document that uh, Google created for its people who rate the quality of the web. And it's a really interesting detailed document. It's very long, but um, if you want to create high quality content and you want to do good on the web, it's a good idea to take a weekend. And, uh, <laughs> it's it's a long document yeah, for and, sure. <laughs> and read it because you, you will start to think, oh yeah, yeah, my website really isn't trustworthy. I don't display the name of the author who wrote this content. And uh, my uh, copyright line says uh, copyright 2016. I can see how that would cause some doubt in the mm. the user's mind. And, oh yeah, we don't we don't list our team on our about page. So like these are the types of things that this document addresses. Um but some of the updates that they've added uh gets into a little bit more detail about interstitials. Is, am I saying that word right? I have no idea. Interstitial. Yeah. Mm. Um and then also how um you sort of establish your authority. Um when you're writing content and some of the clues that the quality raters should look for uh, to determine that authority and, and quality level. Uh, they've also moved away from this term EAT or EAT, which has been overly used over the past year and yeah. like SEO related articles. Um, and, you know, people are coming up with, I would say, hacky kind of solutions to try to uh, solve for EAT. Um, what is EAT? Uh, expertise. Oh man, way to put me on the oh, spot, Sam. Expertise, trust, uh, authority, and trust trustworthiness. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I haven't really, <laughs> I haven't really focused on it too much, but that's the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've moved away from that phrase. They still use it in the document, but they've replaced that word um, where it appeared in the older version with just like it's something like page quality. So they yeah. want you to think about quality more broadly, broadly rather than just. this little acronym. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, next update was what businesses should know about their upcoming tool for managing off Facebook activity. And this is in the Facebook business blog. I did not read it, so I will pass uh, it yeah. over to... So basically what this is, uh, Mark Zuckerberg was talking about how they're going to start letting people have an insight on to what is happening with their data in an attempt to rebuild some user trust, I'm, you know, I'm assuming, because they just continued to do that. But... Uh, he announced this last year, and now it's officially starting to get into the works coming up here in a few months. Um, and it's just designed to give people more transparency and control over the data and other apps and websites that you, you know that are collecting these things with them. Uh, so this this will include Facebook Pixel, SDK, and API. So. What they did was they released this document saying what 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 should marketers know who what should advertisers know and the they give four main points but the the one that I want to focus on is number three because this feature may impact it says this feature may impact targeting so when someone disconnects their off Facebook activity we won't use the data they clear for targeting this means that targeting options powered by Facebook's business tools like the Facebook Pixel cannot be used to reach someone with ads okay so. Keep that in mind. So you're targeting and available people to target to might slim down a little bit. I mean, it, yeah, it's yeah. like 
Huh? What? I said kept. I don't know. He said keep that in mind. I said kept. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Sorry. Way, way over my head. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's it's similar to like the, the push, the push a few months, you know, like, well, I guess like a year ago at this point when people started um, opting out of, of data sharing from, from different services. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it'll, yeah. it's just, it'll, it'll have a similar. God, that was a year ago? That was a, over a year Jeez. ago. That was back in 2016. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Time flies. Yep. When you're worried about the overlords, um. But no, no I think it's 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 just I, it's, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's important. Um, it's. I think it, we have to adapt to. I'm and I think that it it will slide by a lot of users though. To be honest yeah. with you, like yeah. like I can't imagine my parents seeing this and being oh I'm gonna clear all my stuff. <laughs> I don't know. No, definitely cool. So watch out for that when it gets rolled out. Good stuff. Good stuff. So this next article uh, comes from Kevin Indig, who uh, was, I don't he worked at Atlassian and uh, he's kind of been on like the conference circuit for a while. I really like his logo. I didn't even notice, oh. but there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, he really knows his stuff. I've always enjoyed his content and... Uh, he put out something new on his personal blog uh, called 12 Reasons Your SEO Traffic is Plateauing and How to Fix It. And uh, I re- I'll get into the some of the specifics in the article in just a second, but I really like it because it gives you like very specific but quick actionable advice. So if you are seeing this problem, here's what you should do next. I've always liked that content a ton. I think that works really well. Um, so I wish more of the web would follow this format. Um, so little side note there, but um, the, the gist of the article is, is like you put all this effort into SEO or content development or link building or hopefully a mix of these things and you're seeing all this great success and then all of a sudden it starts to slow down. Maybe not go in the wrong direction, but you're not seeing the same rate of growth that you, you once did. And um, he goes through several things that he's found in you know, his experience that would contribute to that. And um, as I'm reading this, I'm like, yeah, this, this makes a ton of sense. It all, yeah. it is all like, it's the list I think you should turn to if you have to diagnose this problem. Um, the first one that he uh, pointed out was the most common issue that he sees is that there's not enough input. Um, and I think the article goes into three different input types. Um, yeah, it's um, so he's talking about content, um, link velocity, mm-hmm. and um, technical, like te- technical fixes as the three inputs yeah and i mean you kind of need all all of those and there's an interesting chart in here uh from the uh from google search console where it shows you a list of valid urls and it's saying if your valid urls is not going up and it's staying flat you could pretty you know reasonably expect your traffic to remain flat as well because you're not adding anything new um yeah some pages will mature and rank more highly over time and if you're focusing on technical seo or link building you might see some gains, but you have to add stuff to your website if you want to see significant growth. Um, so that's kind of obvious, but the really interesting thing that um, I, I hadn't really thought about all that much, but makes total sense is if you're just investing, oh, actually, this is his number two. So content grows faster than link velocity. So if you're cranking out content left and right, but none of that content is getting more links, you're sort of um, diluting your your page rank, which I hadn't really thought about, hmm. right? That's so, really interesting. Um, you know, somebody gives you a hundred bucks. Oh, this is me trying to <laughs> build my page rank, which I can't do. 
Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, somebody gives you a hundred bucks and you've got a hundred pages on your website, you know, assume that hundred bucks is going to dollar per page. But now suddenly 500 new pages come to the mix and you still only have a hundred bucks. Don't make me do math. Cause I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you're no longer getting a dollar per page. And, and that's like the, the concept. If you're adding content, you need to be growing links at the same scale. Mm. And if you're not, that could be a sign. Well, there's the page rank issue, but on top of that, that could be a sign that maybe that new content isn't as high quality as the old content was, right? Why isn't anybody naturally linking to the content you're putting out there? Um, so maybe if that is, if that sounds like you, uh, if you had been doing link building in the past, maybe a good idea to start doing link building again. Um, but I would say the the better solution ultimately is to, to make sure that you're creating high quality content that people actually want to link to. Um, and, uh, if you can't do any kind of external link building, see what you could do in, internally, you know, can you link to your content a little bit better to at least make sure that new content is being discovered? Yeah. Um, site growth exceeds crawl budget. Talked about that a little bit. Um, so Google doesn't say, all right, you add a new thousand new pages. So we're going to really ramp up your crawl budget this month. Just doesn't work that way. Um, so he recommends pull the monthly or weekly it gets a little technical here, but you could look at a log file analysis to see how often a search engine like Google's crawling your content, if there's any patterns there. So like on a weekly basis, how many pages does Google crawl? Are there key sections of your site that it might crawl more often than others? And you know, how can you adjust things accordingly? Um, but you could also scale back what you're doing in terms of publishing new content. You can improve your internal linking. Um, but also plug up those problem areas where there's wasted crawl budget. That will help quite a bit. Some of the other ones are, I, I'd say, are less groundbreaking, but still interesting. So site is too slow. It's a very important thing, uh, so you need to look in that. Um, this one's really hard to do, but I definitely think it's true. Uh, underdeveloped brand. You have to have a strong brand in order to really see good momentum. If you don't have a good value proposition, you don't have a recognizable brand, you're, you're going to struggle to yeah. be successful. People don't want to link to you if you're not trustworthy. You know, I don't know. Lots of reasons brand matters. Too much outdated content, technical penalties, uh, too many aggressive ads, and I'm not going to tell you number nine because I want you to read the article. I won't tell you number <laughs> 10 either. Yes, I will, because we do a lot of that. Too many technical issues is, <laughs> no, is number 10. You got to pay attention to those technical issues. Clean up those broken links, the crawl errors. I thought number 11. Canonical issues. There. I thought number 11 was pretty interesting. Um, it's it's uh, changed user intent. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that you might, you in the past, you may have been ranking for certain queries, um, but the intent behind those queries has shifted over time. So yeah. your content no longer meets what Google is seeing as that as the intent behind that query. So it's not serving that content anymore, which right. could cause fluctu you know cause fluctuations, cause um, your traffic to stall. Thought it was interesting. Totally, totally. Here's one other, but again, I don't want to give away all his key takeaways because we actually gave away a lot. So check out the article; it's really good. It's, e it's an easy read too. So yeah. I think uh, whether you're experienced or not experienced at all, you'll, you'll get some value out of it. I think um, just broadly speaking, most of, most of what's listed here, you know, it's, it's their takeaways that lead to uh, it, it's all about making for a better user experience for the, you know, for the human and for the, the search engine. Generally speaking, if, if you're doubling down on just making a good user experience, both technically and content wise, your traffic, your, your, your performance is going to, to improve. Yeah. So I'm going to let you guys do the app of the week in the lightning round because 
I have to step away for the last few minutes here. Uh, but uh, rock on. Cool. Have fun. <laughs> All right. Bye, Sean. Uh, app of the week. So this Ryan's just staring at me. <laughs> um, this week's app of the week comes from SEM Rush. Um, it's their they recently announced a new position tracking mobile app, um, which is Sean has something to say. Neither one of these guys have used it, so I'll quickly speak to the app of the week because I'm the one who suggested it. Um, you guys haven't used it. Have I haven't. You? I, I, I knew Tim read about it. That's why I was sitting they, here staring just, at him. They just announced it like yeah. a, a, I don't know, a day or two ago. It um, is cool from what I've read about it. If cool. you're if you're using SEM Rush to track keyword rankings, it's always been a real pain in the neck to get that data. Um, so now you can very easily get it on the fly using this wonderful mobile app, which is really easy to use. But that's that's all it does. There's yeah. not much to it. It's yeah, it's the mobile version of. Yeah. Their position. Um, if you don't want to use the app and you want to track your rankings alongside some of your other data, like, you know, sessions, leads, whatever it might be, check out Databox because uh, you could then also tap into SEM Rush data to do this same thing. But if you just want rank tracking, it's a great, great solution. So <laughs> thanks for the right. assist, Sean. Bye for real, Sean. Bye for reals. <laughs> okay. With that brings us to the lightning round, which you still have not gotten that sound effect. And it's been like nine months. I don't know if we're going to get it. Uh, First one on the list is Instagram's IGTV copies, TikTok, AI, Snapchat's design. I don't know what any of that means. You know, you've ever been on TikTok? (laughs) I I have. It's uh, a crazy place. Yeah, it's it's like the Wild West. (laughs) Sean was on it for a hot second and then said, nope. (laughs) He said, I don't belong here. Uh, Number two, how often does Google update its algorithm? That's a cool article that kind of dives deep into how often Google has made changes. Uh, yeah, what is the answer? You have to read it. <laughs> the third one, uh, the 14 critical podcast statistics of 2019. There's 14 of them. There's 14. Um, I'll give you I, one. I added this last one, and I thought this was interesting. 50% of small businesses do not have a marketing plan oh, for I 2019. Yeah. <laughs> got to be higher. <laughs> um, uh, so, and there was actually one more, uh, which I... Thought I added, but I forgot to add. Um, it was from Search Engine Journal, and it was uh, another uh, another quick stat, which was uh, along the lines of um, something like fifty six percent of users trust um, a business's website so, more yeah, so than that. their Google My Business listing, which be- I find surprising. Well, and it's because um, a lot of Google My Business listings are just not accurate. They're they're it's not true. kept up yep, to date. It's true. Um, True. So keep your GMB up to date. It's such a bad, bad acronym. <laughs> um, that's all we got for this week. Next week we'll be coming back at you around two Tuesdays now. Yeah, Tuesdays, yeah, Tuesdays now. And uh, leave us a review. You can find us on every. You can find us everywhere. Everywhere you find a podcast, we will be there. And, and we will. What? Well, go ahead. And, and have a happy Memorial. Oh, have. Oh, it is Memorial Day Next weekend. Monday. Yeah. yeah. I'll be out. So out of the state oh are you traveling i'm traveling this yeah this weekend bachelor party so congratulations thanks (laughs) all right we'll see you guys next week